Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron. I hope you're having a great day in Jesus. We're going to be looking today at a history of archaeology in the Holy Land using the uh, very informative, capable book, the Wycliffe Dictionary of Biblical Archaeology. Uh, Editor Charles Pfeiffer, on page 62, we'll be going through 63 and 64 somewhat today, too. Thanks for being here. Invite your friends, family. We use this textbook, and that'll make a lot of comments around it. And there's two black and white photographs here. First of all, again, I do want to say thanks for being here. Israeli archaeologists examined artifacts discovered in the Judean Desert in 1961, courtesy of the Israel Office of Information. Now it would be the Israeli antiquities of already What finds in the Holy Land? And then archaeologists and students from the Hebrew University searching for remains of the past in the Judean Desert, 1961, of which they found a ton. And I wish you could see this picture because they're walking up. like It looks like a bamboo ladder. <laughs> Some of these archaeologists have been daring. That one guy, you know, when he was trying to translate what was there in the Persian Desert in the early 1800s, I forget his name, it wasn't Champillion, but it was somebody else you know, sitting on a ledge a few inches. I've I've just read details of that. I remember the first time one of my professors described it. It just fascinated me for days on end. I think maybe some of the people doing it may have died. I mean, just unbelievable. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I could do this. So let's get started with this. Uh, in 1890, Flinders Petrie, what an archaeologist. He's the first to measure the Great Pyramid, having to dance up it like a pyramid like a ballerina, dressed as a ballerina because they thought he was crazy. They thought it was sacred. They didn't want anybody doing it. So Flinders Petrie, but he, a great archaeologist beside that, Egyptologist primarily, but other stuff, hit upon the idea that pottery could be used for dating. You know, how old something is. He was able to show from his excavation at Tel El Hesse, Tel Mound, that these separate strata in the mound had their own characteristic pottery. And you can see a previous podcast two or three nights ago on this. F.J. Bliss, maybe a couple podcasts actually, confirmed Petrie's view in the years following. In the period between 1890 and 1914, a good deal of pioneering work was done. Notable excavations were carried on by R.A.S. McAllister at Geezer and at four sites in the old Philistine area by E. Sellen at Tayanuk and Shechem. See, look at this information, this history we don't want to be lost by G. Schumacher at Megiddo, which is a very impressive place, by Selen and C. Watzinger at Jericho, and by G. A. Rasner at Samaria. I did want to mention here, too, whenever you find the funding, it's shocking to me, like University of Pennsylvania, Princeton University, Harvard, so many of them, Yale, were funded by Christian funds because they were realizing, you know, like even the American Tract Society, was writing books, they were realizing that all this stuff is proven the Bible. So you've got the theory of evolution coming out simultaneously and then all these proofs that uh, confirm Scripture. This latter worker developed, this is Reisner, developed new techniques such as careful surveying, accurate uh, recording, attention to details of architecture, etc. in each stratum. Great advances were made between the two world wars from 1920 to 1939. Techniques improved, pottery chronology was accurately established, notably 
by William Foxwell Albright, another really great archaeologist from John Hopkins who seemed to become more conservative the more he did from his work. That's just my observation. Maybe he didn't. Tell El Full in 1922 and Tell Bit Misram 1926-1932. He was a long-standing archaeologist. You have to remember those very primitive hot country in those days, you know. It wasn't the uh, desert miracle it is today. The other important excavations this period were those of W.F. Bade at Tel El Nespa, 1926-35, E. Grant at Beth Shemesh, 28-33, Jean Garstang at Jericho, and he proved the Bible basically there, 29-36, to J.W. Crowfoot, Miss Kathleen Kenyon, and E.L. Uh, Sukunik, and Sukunik's done some great stuff too. Uh, at Samaria, 31 to 35, G.L. Starkey at Lachish, 32 to 38, C.S. Fisher, Alan Rowe, and G.M. Fitzgerald at Beth Shan, 21 to 33. I think it was Beth Sheen I've been to, and it was I get Beth Sheen and Beth Shan confused. It was absolutely amazing. C.S. Fisher, P.L.O. Uh, Guy and Gordon Loud at Megiddo, 25 to 39, and Nelson Gluck at Tel El Khalifa, Easy and Geber, 37 to 40. Notice these are all pre-World War II. Numerous smaller excavations were conducted during the same period. Among those at Tel uh, Gemma, possibly Gerar, Tel El Farah, possibly Sharhuhin, and Petra, uh, Betzar, Tel Abu Havan E, possibly Salmona, uh, Et Tel Ai, Bethel, Kerbet, Et Tanur, and uh, also maybe mentioned. And so we're going to start, God willing, a couple days on our next podcast with World War II and maybe get into archaeology elsewhere in the Near East, also known as the A&E, the Ancient Near East. So, God bless. Thanks again for listening. Share with your friends, family, church, family. Please leave us a five-star review. It helps people find us. And uh, leave a comment if you'd like. Love to hear from you. So, God bless you. Bye-bye.